I love playing football because it's all about being around the boys. I get to hang out with all my mates every week. To run down the race at North Port Oval with 23 of my close mates. It's fun to run out every week with the girls and I love the competitiveness. Penny's Pies are premiers. Polly with the 2019 VFLW Premiership winners. Bolter kicks for all he's worth. Long to the Hello everyone and welcome to the Kick Mix podcast. Great to be back after a couple of weeks into the twos on the bench. Fit and firing I am now. Alex Catalano, he's the one with the lurgy now. He's got a voice that he cannot put together on the podcast. So he's off for the time being. Ollie Walker-Peel's got a few other commitments, but we've still got two of our favourites. They are Southern Saints boys. Well, one of them is through and through. The other one works for the club and takes a paycheck every week and... And it's his birthday today. Hello, Joshy Ward. Happy birthday, great man. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, yes, of course I am getting yeah, getting paid those bills, but I'm uh, I am starting to slowly get on that Southern Saints bandwagon. And yeah, it's uh, it's it was a bit sad with no VFLW action rel- relieving too, given all, all the treacherous journeys out out far far and away <laughs> from my place. But yeah, it's going. It's uh, can't wait for VFLW to be back this week and and VFL back back as well. It's going to be massive. And, of course, today you're celebrating a big birthday. So we thank you for giving up some of your time on your big day to join us, talk about all things Victorian Football League. Jared Thomas is here as well. He was so excited this morning when he woke up and knew it was your birthday, Joshy. Hello, Jared. <laughs> Hello. Yes, I know. I, I text Joey uh, asking if we're going to do the, the happy birthday song, but I realise over Zoom it gets a little bit difficult and it's going to just be an absolute jumbled <laughs> mess halfway through it. But happy birthday, Woody. It's great to be back. Uh, great to talk about all things Victorian footy. Obviously, the women's season is coming back this week and the men's season kicks off. I am absolutely keen. Oh, I can't wait for it. It's going to be massive. It all kicks off for the VFL on Friday afternoon. So if you're not at work on Friday, perhaps you're at home and maybe you can clock off a little bit earlier. You can head down and watch Footscray open the season down in Victoria. But first of all, we're going to talk about the VFLW, which is back after a bye last weekend and of course before the first bounce is back the world famous question people hang on for this now Casey they are the undefeated side after four rounds we flagged a month ago Jared that Collingwood were going to be the team to go undefeated no one had Casey sitting at four and oh I want to know from you can they go through the rest of this season undefeated and be that side that has a donut in the loss column coming into finals I am fully into the Southern Saints bandwagon, and I reckon this week is going to be the week that Casey go down. We'll get to touch onto it later, but it's going to be a massive game this week between the two. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. I think this might be the week they taste defeat, and if not this week, it might come towards the end. But obviously, they're, they're a solid side. It'll just be interesting, but I don't think they've got it. You might have a strategic loss somewhere in there before the finals. You know, you've got to lose one to just rejig yourselves ahead of the finals action. Joshy, what do you think on the Demons? Can they go through undefeated? No, I don't think so. I flagged earlier on that Essendon would be the only unbeaten side. I mean, they're still technically unbeaten, although one of those games is a draw against the Southern Saints. But yeah, I think this week, I think it will be the week where where the Demons lose their first game. Who knows? They might lose a couple more or one or two more later on. But yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing them unbeaten or any other unbeaten teams this year. Now, a couple of weeks ago when I was last on, we were salivating at the prospect of the top four sides playing each other. And a couple of weeks later, we've got four of the top five this week coming up playing each other. So the head-to-head matchups just keep getting more and more mouthwatering as the season goes on. Joshy, what have we got in store for us when uh, the season resumes this weekend? Well, it's a super Sunday this coming weekend. So Saturday, you've got a couple of double headers at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Interestingly, with no Southern Saints there, but... A couple of doubleheaders there, but Sunday, that is the biggest day of them all this weekend. Casey versus the Southern Saints. I'll be down there as well. Bright and early in the morning at five past 10, uh, watching that watching that match. And then later on at 1 p.m. down in, on the other side, uh, on the other side of Victor- of Melbourne, it's, the, it's Geelong versus Essendon at what we thought a couple of weeks ago was what was the Cats Fortress at Deakin University, Warm Pond. So, yeah, it's... um. It is a super Sunday of action, and I cannot wait to see those two games and to see the the Casey Southern Saints game live. 
What's happened to the Cats, Jared? Since I was last on here, they were, we had them penned in to the grand final. They were almost engraving the trophy. They're fallen to fifth on the oh. table. Quite literally, as soon as you left, they 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 <laughs> seem to lose all their rhythm. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. To be fair, we we did say early in the year that they had a, a easier run at the start, and and they've kind of had to face some tough teams since. And and this week does not get any easier. If not, it's it's the hardest that they're going to have uh, up against the Dons, who are obviously still flying, as we know. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's been tough, and this is these past couple of weeks have really tested their their mental strength as well. On you know, you can't keep losing games at home and it, it'll really do something to, to your head over time. And I think this week they really have to try and bounce back. If not win, they have to really give it to Essendon close and, and hope that it's a close one. And just give us a quick thought on your Southern Saints who are sitting fourth. They've got a massive game this week. Do they have to do anything differently than what you saw in the first month to get over Casey this weekend? Or do you just let it play out, take away some learnings and hope to meet them again later in the season in the finals? I think whatever they've done against Essendon in, in the last week and, and the ones that they've pulled off, I think just keep going with that. They, they put up a really good fight against, obviously it was a slightly undermanned Essendon team, but they just got to keep playing the footy that they know they can play. They've had some massive wins this year and that's what's going to take. It's going to take their best footy to beat Casey and try and knock them off uh, the top of the ladder. So as long as they can keep playing how they are, they should be fine. Now, Joshy, last Wednesday, the AFL resumed and there was a lot of excitement around Christian Petrarca up against Marcus Bontempelli through the midfield of both the Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Uh, Hannah Stewart, who's going to join us a bit later on in this episode, she leads the Southern Saints midfield quite dominant in there. Uh, how are they going to stop her or how is she going to counter the Casey midfield? What do you foresee happening this weekend in this big game? Well, the way to stop Hannah Stewart is to get someone, get maybe even a couple of players on her in the contest. She is literally dominating each each contest that she's a part of. She's leading. She's leading all the sudden all the Southern Saints in um in the spot in disposals. Uh, she can do it on the outside too. She's leading them in kicks, handballs, uh, tackles, and uh, she's second best in tackles behind their captain. D- Deanna Joliffe and leading them in clearances. So Casey, they need to shut them down, her down on the inside. Otherwise, if she can get a, if she can get a run on the inside, then yeah, it's got it, it could be a long day for them. But one player, I can take it up to to, to her. That's Brenna Tarrant. She's been terrific this year for for the Demons in all five games. Average of eighteen disposals, uh, three tackles as well. She can do it on the outside, but yeah, all the Casey midfield, they'll need to step, they'll need to step up against a, a, a really strong Sun Saints midfield. That's led by Hannah Stewart. So that's uh, a couple of the bigger games on Sunday on Saturday. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Josh, there is a double header at Trevor Barker beach oval Hawthorne and North Williamstown and Port Melbourne, 10 o'clock and two Oh five Carlton and Collingwood also are fixtured on Saturday in round six, the old traditional rivals, but let's talk about those two games at Trevor Barker beach oval. I'm a touch surprised at where Hawthorne is sitting on the ladder. Joshy, are you in the same boat or is this what you expected from the Hawks at the start of the season? Well, with the way they recruited this offseason, they brought in a ton of talented players. I think I'm not really too surprised, to, to be honest, because yeah, they they had a point to prove, especially with with the season with their entrance into the AFLW coming up. They want to do well, and yeah, with these signings and uh, with the signings they made, I had a feeling they'd be up there, and yeah, they they have been up there, and I think. It is going to, it is, it's a bit of a test. It could be a bit of a test this week against North Melbourne who have put up a decent fight too. And we'll have a few of their AFLW players back. Um, maybe even some more given the kangaroo, given the North Melbourne side is out of finals um, of the AFLW final series. But yeah, it's, um, I think I'm not too surprised. And I think, yeah, they can continue to run rampant, run rampant this year and be a real threat. Now, Jared, of those sides outside of Hawthorne that we mentioned, Williamstown, North and Port are all one and four. So I don't know whether North will get a victory this week against the Hawks, but the other two have an opportunity to play against a side that are similar on the ladder. Obviously one and four, both of them. But do you see this one going down to the wire or Williamstown just that touch better than Port Melbourne at the moment? This one's going to be really tough because as I think uh, Woody touched on it last week or, or someone on the, the podcast touched on it last week, the, the, the ladder's starting to take shape a little bit and you can kind of see the the differences in the sides. You could probably say the top six, like down to Collingwood, are about that that top-ranking side and then everyone from Darabin down can kind of really take it up to each other. Uh, it'll be really interesting with Williamstown Point Elm, but Williamstown have had a solid year 
early on and that they had a really big win early in the year and they've kind of taken it up to, you know, the pies and at times. And so I think Williamstown will have enough against them this week, but it definitely will be closer than people say. And it'd be remiss of us not to mention the form of Darabin. I know we have probably done this every week, given that we had them sitting in the bottom spot on the table. That's the Western Bulldogs. And they come up against each other this week. And Joshy, a win for Darabin keeps them in touch with the top six after five rounds. That is extraordinary for them and their football club, given what we flagged in the preseason. It is. They have done quite remarkably well this year. I think, uh, hey, thorough, they thoroughly des- they they they've been performing really consistently. And mind you, they they've had some tough fixtures. They don't have the greatest uh, percent greatest percentage. Um, but yeah, it's um they've done really well, Darabin. And I think I flagged earlier this could be the start of a, a really strong run. I've flagged multiple times now. I think they've got yeah, the Bulldogs this week, Williamstown next week, North Melbourne the week after and Port Melbourne, although that Williamstown and Port Melbourne are away, but um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to, I'm, I'm happy that they're up there because yeah, they're, they were one of the, the great, they, they were the greatest club in the VWRFL, VWFL. And yeah, they've been, a st- they've been one of a key, one of the key factors in women's footy becoming recognized with all the names that have come out there. And yeah, hopefully it can continue this year. 56% they're on, sitting in seventh spot on the table. The Magpies in sixth spot with 118.94, both equal on points. But that's as good as two games, maybe even three, a 60% gap between the Magpies in sixth and Darabin in seventh. What have you made of the Bulldogs, Jared? They haven't had a win yet. Five losses from five games. Their percentage is 95 Given the AFLW season is now finished for them, and it has been for a couple of weeks, do you see any of the the players coming back and getting into this team and potentially stealing a win somewhere in the next few rounds? I definitely think that's that's going to be the case. Obviously, last week, uh, well, like since the AFL season, AFLW season is now finished, they're going to obviously get those players back that wanted to keep in shape, especially if uh, this August start takes place for the AFLW. They're going to want players to stay fresh over these next couple of months and not really lose their touch. Um, I think they're going to get players back and they'll definitely, I think, steal a win towards the end of the year. They're not going to go through winless, I would say. They've struggled, as we know, but from this week onwards, I think they're going to start to really improve and be able to eventually get over that hump of getting a win. So that's our look ahead to this weekend after the bye. Hannah Stewart, she is about to join us from uh, the Southern Saints. You two are so excited about this. I'm just going to introduce her and then you guys are just going to basically take control and take over for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes. Go as long as you like. Uh, Hannah Stewart, she's about to join us from the Southern Saints. Well, this is a very exciting time of the podcast. Of course, two members of our team are Southern Saints nutcases, Jared and Joshy Ward. And uh, we've managed to track down Hannah Stewart, of course, a member of the midfield at the Southern Saints, and she's putting together a great season so far. After five rounds, there was a bye, so she's well-rested looking up to this weekend. Hello, Hannah. How are you going? Hi. Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to chat to the members of the VFL community, and you are one of those. How have you seen the first five rounds of the season from a team perspective, first of all? Yeah, I think we've had a very strong start to the season. It's been great to see all our hard work in the preseason start to come together and getting some results on the scoreboards as well. Um, Yeah, we've had some tough, tough teams to start with. So pretty happy with how our progress is going so far, for sure. When you got to this point of the year and you discussed it in the preseason, are you ahead of expectations? Are you around where you thought you'd be? How have you analysed that first five rounds? I'd say, I'd say we're pretty on par with how we want to be tracking so far. Um, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement, which you tend to find at the start of the season. You know, you're still a very new group of girls that are playing together, so still a lot to learn. Um, but I'd say, I'd say for how we kind of want to be going, I think we're going in the right track, that's for sure. And now your first couple of games, you've played them on the road. You've gone pretty much everywhere in Victoria from the hangar to down, down in Warren Ponds. How hard has it been playing all your first six games on the road and away from Trevor Barker? Yeah. You know what? I don't think it's actually phased the girls too much. Um, you know, as long as there's an oval and two goals at the end, we're pretty happy playing wherever. Mm. Um, it's probably been the more difficult thing has been training away from home. I think um, so 
obviously the maintenance on Trevor Barker Oval has meant yeah. that we haven't been able to train there. So that's been sort of difficult a lot of the time. We haven't actually had a full-size oval and goals to be able to practice with, with, which has made it a little bit challenging. But, yeah, in terms of playing away, away we're not too phased. Um, in saying that, though, looking forward to a run of home games. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah, this week as well, it's it's going to be a real test out at, um, out at Casey Fields against the unbeaten Demons. Uh, excited about excited about another test down down there on the road too yeah definitely I think looking at our performances this season we tend to we've really risen to the challenge of playing um harder or typically harder teams or ones that are expected to do quite well throughout the season so yeah um look we kind of get I think labeled as underdogs sometimes which I'm more than happy with I think um I think we're absolutely up for the challenge and really looking forward to it so the first five rounds that we've had, and you know, you had that massive game against against Essendon, which would have just been stressful just for everyone. Was was it good to just have kind of a week off to just kind of rest and reset and relax and kind of get back to just thinking about the next few rounds? Yeah, it was a nail biter. So sorry for everyone who was watching the last sort of five <laughs> minutes of the game. It was very stressful. Um, it was nice to have a week off. I think um, you know, after five rounds, your body is kind of very much starting to get used to footy being back um in saying that though having it we're kind of into it now and it was it was nice having that kind of momentum going so having a week off the appetite is very much bigger than ever to play again so yeah good good and bad uh, what's sort of been the message from from Dale this year that's kind of kept you guys playing so well obviously you've had just a great start and you had a loss earlier in Carlton but you bounced back amazingly and kind of just took it, took it to the rest of the league and you've been kind of taking the league by storm. What's sort of been the message from your coach? Um, so it all sort of centres around playing our own style of footy and not, you know, not changing the way we play to for the teams that we're playing against. So, yeah, very much our brand of footy is what we want to be doing. And um, we focus obviously a, a little bit on opposition analysis each week, but we don't delve too much into it because we're, we're very happy with the way that we play and just staying strong to that structure and that, that brand. Yeah. Now, the way you're playing too, it was a terrific season last year, but this year, in my opinion, you've taken it up another level. Uh, do you feel like, I believe it's your second season with the Saints, do you feel like you've improved this, this season? Yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely feeling in the first sort of five rounds, I've consolidated on a lot of things that uh, perhaps I wasn't as strong on last season. So I've really, you know, focused on some sort of key points of my, um, of my um, game and really worked on them pretty hard throughout the preseason, knowing exactly what I wanted to improve on. And I think so far it's paying off. Hopefully I can keep that sort of consistency up throughout the season. And, you know, I find new things every sort of week that I can chip away at as well. So pretty happy so far and yeah, hoping that continues. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're a vice. Are you a vice captain this year at the Saints? Yeah, yeah. I'm vice captain with, along with Rebecca Neves, with um, Deanna Jolliffe being our um, head captain. She's a terrific leader down there too. Yeah, um, she's have, um, have you enjoy, have you enjoyed taking that step up too into into that vice captaincy? Yeah, definitely. It's um, pretty humbling experience when you're. Um, when your peers sort of select you into a leadership position. So that was, you know, already a very big win for me for the start of the season. Um, it's been great. I've enjoyed it. It's allowed me again to consolidate on my own sort of game um, as well as being able to then impart that um, sort of knowledge onto the others, as well as, you know, working on my own leadership skills to help support the rest of the the playing group. Um, so, yeah, I'm really um, very thankful for the opportunity and I feel like it's, you know, helping my game as well. It's hopefully helping the other girls as well. We've got a great leadership group and, um, you know, it's no individual efforts. It's sort of all of our efforts together that's help, um, helping with our success, I think. And you're saying with the the leadership group, you get to kind of look over and impart wisdom on, on some of the younger ones. Has there been anybody that you've been really impressed with that's kind of new to the, the Southern Saints that you think has had a really good year to start? Yeah, there's been, I think there's been really good efforts across the entire board. I'm trying to think of some specific ones. We actually, we've had a few um, train on girls who have really been impressing us. Um, one, Sophie Phillips has actually been elevated up onto our main list as well, which is a really nice to see sort of all of her efforts um, being rewarded there. Um, yeah, across the board, a lot of, a lot of good efforts, particularly from a lot of new girls as well. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of some names and can't think of any off the top of my head. But yeah, a lot of our yeah, a lot of our train-ons and our new girls um, 
are doing great. I think um, Melbourne Tuna, particularly in the midfield, is one for me who, um, you know, has taken a big step up as well, becoming a leader this year too. And she, um, her maturity has flown through the roof the last sort of 12 months. So that's also been great to see. So it's not just performances on the footy field necessarily. It's sort of the maturity around our playing group that's really grown in the last 12 months as well. Hannah, for yourself going into games this year, you're putting up some great numbers in terms of statistics. Do you have those sort of KPIs set in your mind before every game, right? I want to hit 20 disposals or I want to have five tackles, maybe take three or four marks. Do you have those sort of indicators in your game before you run out there on the field? No, I try not to focus on statistics too much. For me, that's an easy sort of um, rabbit hole to go down um, mentally. So I tend to not look at statistics all that often. Um, I am more about playing my role within the team. And if that means that I only get five touches for the game and yeah. I played my role, then that's totally fine with me. I'm happy with that. That For me, that's a, a good performance for my own sort of goals and things. Um, so, yeah, it's more about sort of team, overall team aspect rather than individual efforts. And are you finding as the VFL continues to develop and grow a little bit more, teammates are coming in and understanding that it's not all about kick marks and handballs. It is about playing your role. So if that is, I don't know, three chases down the wing and, and you're going to keep your spot in the side, do they, your teammates start to feel like they have that, they don't have that anxiety that, oh, I'm going to get dropped this week. I might not be in the team next week given I didn't have 15, 16 disposals. Yeah, I think um, Dale's been really great in that respect. She's, for the whole time that I've been um, under her, she's always been really big on playing your role as opposed to things like statistics. Um, And every week she'll point out, you know, 1% is that people have done. We'll often look at footage of things that you wouldn't notice necessarily that someone's done throughout the game or throughout the week at training as well. It can be anything that, um, you know, is a win for the team rather than, you know, glorifying an, in, an individual. So, yeah, we're very, very big on playing roles and 1% is, um, as opposed to, you know, all the limelight. <laughs> now, you've got a massive game this weekend against Casey, who uh, the reporter for your football club is Josh Ward. He's on the screen right now. Um, <laughs> he said at the top of this podcast that Casey will go undefeated, which means when we do our tips later, he's probably going to have to tip against the Southern Saints, which I'm Mm-mm. a little bit disappointed Mm-mm. about. If Mm-mm. if the club's going to pay your bills, you've got to tip the Southern Saints every week. Um, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie, first off. Southern Saints a, It is a very windy ground out there at Casey. First of all, how do you play the windiest ground in the world? And second of all, how do you play a team that hasn't lost a game so far this season? Well, first of all, Josh, if you're in our, our squad or our playing room, and I think you're close enough to that, it's yeah. fine for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a lie. It should yeah. be Joe who gets the fine. It should be Joe who gets the fine right here. <laughs> so we'll expect five bucks in the tin from you next time Perfect. we see you. Beautiful. <laughs> um, well, look, talking about windiness, not too fast. The conditions are the same for both teams um, on any given day. So not too worried about the windiness. Also, we train at Trevor Barker Oval, which is yeah, that is right true. next to the beach. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pretty used to sort of training in those conditions as well. Um, as for playing against a team that is considered to be undefeated, um, I guess I'd take our example from Essendon last week. They have, you know, dominated all of the games that they've played. They've won by considerable margins. And, you know, for us, I would still maintain that that was a winnable game for us. We could have won that. Um, and we, you know, competed 100% at their level. Um, so I'm, I'm not overly worried about them allegedly being an undefeated team this yes. season. So yes. happy to happy to rise to the challenge and just, yeah, compete and give it our best. I love that. I love that. And, Joshy, you'd know this as the reporter for the Southern Saints, that they, the Southern Saints knocked off Collingwood, who were on a 15-game winning streak at the time in the opening yeah. round of the season, drew with Essendon, who were undefeated. So their run stops, which means Casey's gone this week, Joshy. So you can tip <laughs> the Southern Saints. And don't Casey. worry about it. Don't can worry. I, can don't I ask you who you tipped against Collingwood? I tipped. I t- I. I think I, I did tip the, against. I, I may have bullied him into tipping Collingwood that day. <laughs> no matter. Uh, yeah. Just no matter what, he's always, he's yeah. always going to bully me into tipping Collingwood. <laughs> he might even bully me into tipping them this week by a massive margin. But yeah, yeah I think no. Nah, some Saints all the way. I think yeah, you girls are genuinely a chance to uh, to ma- to make to be a premiership contender, and I'm sure you girls feel the same feel the same way as well that you'll be up there come the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. We have confidence in our in ourselves. So 
yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season and kind of seeing yeah. how it plays out. And we certainly will as well. Hannah, thank you very much for being so generous with your time. A uh, couple of Southern Saints fans on the screen absolutely loved the opportunity to chat to you about what's going on in the inner sanctum of the footy club. Good luck this weekend out at Casey. We will be supporting you all the way through. And on a personal level, you're having one stellar season. Hopefully it continues for the rest of the home and away year and into the finals. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. And we'll see that five bucks, Josh, on yeah. uh, tonight at training. <laughs> <laughs> Great to chat to Hannah Stewart. Uh, not that I said much. You two just dominated. She was fantastic. And the Southern Saints have got arguably the biggest game of their season, although we seem to say this every week with them so far on the Kick Vicks podcast. Before we touch on the VFL, which starts this weekend, I love when we go through the tips because it goes anywhere in any order. All I do is read the team out and then Josh and Jared take it wherever they like to go. So Saturday, Hawthorne take on North Melbourne at Trevor Barker Beach Oval at 10 o'clock. Has it always been Trevor Barker Beach Oval? I thought it was just Trevor Barker Oval. What have they made a name change, Joshy? It's it's actually if you include this uh, sponsorship name, it's Wilson Storage Trevor Barker Beach oh, Oval. So, hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's confusing. It is confusing, but I think it's always been known as Trevor Barker Beach over. But yeah, right. Nice right. to have that. Well, who's going to win on the beach uh, on Saturday <laughs> between Hawthorne and North Melbourne? Uh, I think it's hard to go past Hawthorne, North Melbourne. They'll take a lot of confidence. Uh, well, they would have rather it last week. I felt given they coming off, they come off their. I think it was their first win of the season, and yeah, I think I think. Hawthorne, though, they're, they're, they're just a dominant side. And I think they'll just yeah continue on their merry way against against the against the Kangas down at Trevor Barker. What do you reckon on this one, Jared? I have to agree. Um, Hawthorne, as we kind of flagged before, have, have been really uh, impressive this year compared to what we all thought. And they've really taken up to a lot of the top teams. And I think they'll be able to pretty comfortably dispatch of North Melbourne. Now, they played in the opening round of the season and Hawthorne got hold of them. Quite comfortably. I think we're going to see similar here again. Now, this game coming up at Icon Park at 12 o'clock. It's taken me about 30 minutes into a podcast to mention the Magpies, which is good for me. Good for me. I reckon that's the reason I wasn't on for the last couple of weeks. Someone at the club must have complained. Too much pressure on us. Let us get a couple of wins before you let him loose again. Uh, Collingwood will win this game by close to 100. Joshy, there's no question about that. <laughs> Carlton, please. I love Tom Stafford, but please. They're no chance this week, are they? I wouldn't say it'd be 100 points. I know you have You're right, the... 150. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have the, the confidence of a, of a million Pies fans. Um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's hard to go past Collingwood in this one. I think it could be a potential thumping, but yeah, it's... Uh, I think a potential thumping. No, they're going to be a definite <laughs> thumping. Uh, COVID has swept through the Carlton Football Club, including the VFLW program, by all reports, although it is good to see Sam Walsh back. The shortest syndesmosis hit injury in the history of the game, that Jared, uh, Sam Walsh's injury. But what about the Carlton women's team? Can they beat the Pies? I don't think so. I don't want to touch on Sam Walsh. That's, just, that's insane. But um, <laughs> I I seem to go against Collingwood every week. But this week, oh, I can't. Oh, you're the, the reason. I, I can't do the same this week. Um, I don't see them losing to the Blues. Obviously, Blues have had a couple of good wins. They beat the Sun Saints earlier in the year. But I think the Pies will just be too strong for them. Of course they will. Icon Park, two, 12 p.m., two arch rivals will be fantastic. And then we go back to uh, Wilson Storage, Trevor Barker Beach Oval at 2.05. Williams Town take on Port Melbourne. Uh, both of these sides have just had the one win. Uh, like you said earlier, Jared, I tend to agree with you. I think Willie is just going to be a touch stronger. Uh, so I'm guessing you're going to go for Williams Town as well? Yeah, it'll be a bit close. Um, but I think Williams Town will just be that little bit stronger. Obviously, Port Melbourne have had some pretty good performances this year, but so have Williams Town. I think they'll just manage to just uh, deal with them. Joshy, which way are you going on this one? The Seagulls or the Port Melbournians? I think the Seagulls will enjoy playing on the beach. Uh, Of course they (laughs) will. That was terrible. (laughs) I really am a dad now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, it's hard to say. Williams down, like like both of you said, they've been – They've been strong this year, and I think they're just that little bit stronger than Port Melbourne. So I think I won't be surprised if Port Melbourne get the win, but I think it'll be Williamstown who does. I look forward to reading the 
match report of this from you, Joshy, on the Inner Sanctum with the headline, Seagulls like playing on the beach or something. <laughs> I'm going to like that. I look forward to reading that next week on the Inner Sanctum website. Uh, big day Sunday as we flagged off the top of the program. Casey take on the Southern Saints out at Casey Fields. Now, I think Casey going undefeated, which means they're going to win this game against the Southern Saints. Uh, Jared, you can go first as a passionate fan of the Saints. Surely I'm going to be wrong, am I? I said the other week that I'm never going to tip against the Southern Saints again, and I will not. They're going to win this one against Casey. I'm not going to save 150 because I'm not stupid, but it'll be, it'll be a close one. Uh, but I think the Southern Saints will manage to, to deal with it and really sort of cement their premiership chances if they haven't already. Fantastic. All right. Now, Joshy, what are you going to write about the Southern Saints on Sunday? Are you going to be writing about a win or are you going to be writing about a loss? Unfortunately, I won't be writing. I will be writing for the Zebs this week, though, the Sandringham. Oh, so um, you bump the girls after you, you get uh, them to the floor, you bump the girls. <laughs> I'll still be down there. I'll still be I'll still be doing stuff on their social media, of course. You can check it, you can check out you can check out their social media on VFLW underscore Sun Saints. Uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> Oh, yeah, one of the media team members will be writing about the Sun Saints getting getting the win. I think, yeah, Casey, they have their their last game against Geelong was their first first test, but I think this is their real first real test this week, and I think yeah, it's going to be hard uh, for them. And I think yeah, the Sun Saints like Hawthorne, they'll continue on their merry way. You've got a there's a good opportunity for a dad sort of headline here. We'll call the demons and the saints, you know, heaven and hell or something. You'll come up with something creative for <laughs> whoever does write this game off for the sun. So seeing as it's not, just bump the girls after we've just spoken to Hannah Stewart, and uh, you know you've done a month with them, and all of a sudden the, the VFL starts. Sorry, ladies, sorry, ladies, I'm off. I'm off into the sunset. Are the Western Bulldogs are looking for their first win against the Darabin Falcons? Can you give me a headline here, Joshy? Dogs and Falcons. There's got to be something here as well at the window. Falcons thump dogs to the to the dirt. That's a pathetic headline. I know, but that's the one I'm going with. I think the dog. Uh, yeah, Darabin. I think they're just too strong. They're they. They might not have enjoyed the week off, you know, given how good a, for, a good form they've been in. But yeah, I think they'll they'll come into win. They'll go into win Noval and get a comfortable win as well. Fantastic. All right. Where are you going with this one, Jared? Oh, damn. One's interesting, right? See, <laughs> I have a feeling that the doggies might get back some of their players this week or Ooh. get some of the, the AFLW players as their season is over. They might just want to keep rolling through. I'm actually going to tip the doggies. Wow. On because your theory. I, think, I know, I know. On my theory that the players are going to come in, I just think if it's going to happen, if there's going to be a win that will happen, it won't be against the top sort of sides I think a team that they could potentially beat especially like what he said after a week off they've had a lot of form but they've kind of stunted their momentum if they can get their players back and they play a kind of down Darabin team I reckon they're going to win 28 degrees on Sunday uh, it won't be 28 at 11 o'clock in the morning but it'll be pretty warm beautiful I wonder if that'll help the Western Bulldogs. Now, the last game of the round is the biggest game of the round. Geelong up against the Bombers at Deakin Uni. If it's anything like the AFL Geelong-Essendon game, it'll be over within five minutes and it'll be a Cats win, which will annoy Alex Catalano. Of course, he's recovering from illness and we wish him well. Uh, I think the Cats will win comfortably here, Joshy. Do you agree or disagree? Where do you sit on this big game? I, I'm going to go with Essendon. I think they've been Geelong... They haven't been in the best of form. Again, the week off might have come in handy for them, but I think, yes, and then they've just been too strong and the Cats have struggled against the top sides. And I think that'll that'll continue this week. And yeah, the Dons, they'll, I think they'll be looking to get get to get back on the winner's sheet after that draw against against the Sun Saints. And I think, yeah, it's um it'll continue. Where are you going on the final game of uh, the round, Jared? Uh, yeah, like I can't look past Essendon. They, they've obviously been amazing, and we've seen that Geelong aren't under like aren't undefeatable at, at Warm Ponds, if that's even a word. I can't even think. Um, but I I think that the Dons will, will come away with it, and the Cats won't be as strong to to be able to deal with them. So there are all our tips for the VFLW coming up this weekend. It is round six of the season. In the VFL, boys, it kicks off Friday, as we mentioned. Footscray up against Sydney at the Witten Oval. 4.35 will open proceedings into Carlton and the Brisbane Lions at Icon Park. So there's two games on Friday twilight footy for fans of those clubs who want to see some VFL football. I think Friday night in the AFL is in Sydney. It's the Cats and the Swans. 
playing mm. up there. So there is no football in Victoria. Joshy, of the opening round, uh, which games stick out to you the most that you're really looking forward to see? There's a couple that stand out to me. They're all very interesting uh, first first round fixtures. Of course, the two games on Friday, they're pretty interesting ones. I'm excited to see Gold Coast Northern Bull Ants too. That's a double header with the for the Suns out at Metricon Stadium. Geelong Eston again, that could be interesting. If it, yeah, it could be, be a replay of the AFL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could. Be, uh, but I think Collingwood Box Hill Hawks has the potential to be interesting with the signings both have made, uh, but the two fixtures stand out to me the most. It, it would have to be Frankston where it'd be out at Skybus Stadium, of course, a night game under the beautiful lights down there and and Richmond Southport as well at at, well, at Swinburne Centre, a.k.a. Punt Road Oval, Sunday morning before the, before the Tigers' AFL clash against the Giants. And Jared, uh, for your boys, of course, as Joshy mentioned, he loves Skybus Stadium and the lights out there. Two standalone clubs, of course, Frankston and Werribee. Uh, good opportunity to get your season off on the right possible foot with Frankston. Yes, absolutely. And I think Frankston are going to have a pretty good year again. But I think both teams will. Uh, it's always good to see two standalone standalone clubs go at it. With Frankston as well down at Skybus, this isn't a doubleheader with the AFL, but the uh, women's team for Frankston is playing it just before them for a doubleheader for their practice match. So if you are planning on going down to Skybus, Go down a few hours early, go and watch the women's game as well, and then roll into Frank's first wherever for round one. Just a little a little plug for my Frankston team out there. But it's going to be very interesting to see how they go. Obviously, playing a team like Werribee in your first round is always going to be a great start, and hopefully they can sort of get that win and get their season off to right foot. But like Woody, I'm really excited about uh, Richmond versus Southport down at Swinburne Centre. I think that's going to be an absolute classic, and I am keen to, to watch and see how it goes. Interestingly enough, before we started, we just had a quick discussion about our premiership thoughts around this season. I was surprised that both of you have got such high high uh, expectations on Southport. Um, is that does that just stem from the preseason they've had, what they did last year, Jared? Where, where have you got Southport? We've obviously seen what Richmond have done at AFL level in recent years, and it seems to flow onto their VFL side. So I can understand that. But for Southport, who for most Victorians they're pretty much an unknown side, given we only got to see ten games last year before the season was abandoned. Yeah, well, we kind of touched on it a little bit in some in small podcasts. They have had some serious ins over over the summer and picked up some players that are going to look huge uh, in their lineup. They took a loss against uh, Brisbane in one of the practice matches, but I think kind of just off that, we can't really know. We don't really know what the squad list will look like at the time, but Southport's ins purely and the way that they played last year, I think they're going to have an absolutely ripper year and they're going to be right up there. And I think Wardy picked him to go undefeated this year. Have you, Joshy? I have picked them to go undefeated. I think... Their ends, they're, they're just absolutely remarkable ends. You know, Jacob Townsend, Jay Lockhart, and I think there was Boyd Woodcock as well from from all from AFL list. Townsend from Gold Coast, been across pretty much across all the East Coast. Lockhart from Melbourne and Woodcock from Port Adelaide. And yeah, you got a couple of other talented players coming in from VFL sides. Jake Perrin, Riley Bowman, Zach Foote, Callum Searle. I, I think, and yeah, on top of the players they already had that they're led by led by Billy Gowers and Jacob Dawson. I just think it's just such a strong Southport lineup. And I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be too strong with all, with all, with that, the list they, they have, they have and how much, and how much depth they have too. Very hard to go undefeated. I reckon in the VFL, given how Mm -hmm. often uh, the team changes from week to week with either AFL alignment or in this season coming up, top up players with, uh, COVID protocols and whatnot. Now, I don't know, Joshy, off the top of my head, whether they're going to be affected with some of their players being called upon to be top-up players. Maybe they just get lucky this year and like they're coming up against Richmond this week who are already having to fill a couple of spots in the AFL side with significant injuries to Jack Rewalt with a broken thumb. Dion Presti has hurt his hamstring. So they're going to have to fill those spots with two key playmakers of their VFL side now playing in the AFL. Can you already see it starting to fall Southport's way this very very early stage? I think it. I think it is. Yeah. The, yeah. Whoever replaces some um, Prestier and 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 and, and Rewald, no matter, and they're still quality players if they get stood if they step up to the AFL players. But yeah, they're two massive losses. Not ha- having not a lot of AFL listed players in your side. It, 
it will be a bit of trouble. And Richmond's injury list, it's already pretty big as well. Um, Nick Vlosten as well. You can add him to the you can add him to the injury list, Kane Lambert. He, they won't be back for a while. So yeah, I think I think it's definitely falling Southport's way. They might have a couple who yeah are, are, are called up to as VFL top ups. I'm not too sure which which club there that which club is their top up a club, well, top up club, but yeah, it's um, it's already starting to fall their way, but yeah, it's um, I think it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see how how some of the it will mostly be VFL listed players, I reckon, for Richmond this weekend. It'll be interesting to see how all of those players go. Now, you mentioned before when we were discussing the uh, Southern Saints in the VFLW that you're going to be riding for the Sandringham Zebras this week. So for them, they're obviously going to get A-grade uh, material off you, Joshy. But they're playing Casey, of course, is the Melbourne alignment. Massive game here. Paddy Ryder's going to play for Sandringham by all reports across the AFL website yeah. in the last 24 hours. That is a significant in when you're coming up against a team that is aligned with the AFL Premiers. It is a massive in. I think, yeah, it's still going to find it hard against Casey because no matter what, they're going to have they're going to have a lot of depth. I have a feeling as well. Luke Dunstan, he might he might um play against his well old VFL side and AFL side. Um, but yeah, it's um that's a that's a very handy in to have someone like him in Rock. Yeah, either way, if, if those even if he does go back to the AFL, he might come. Jack Hayes might. Come back down. Who knows? But um, or you can't well. drop Jack Hayes. Surely you I can't don't think drop so. Jack Hayes after I don't what think he did. So. I he was the only so. one playing for the Saints last week. He was the only <laughs> one who gave us stuff about what was going on at Marvel Stadium. If they drop Jack Hayes, if St Kilda drop Jack Hayes, I don't think we'll see Jared again for the rest of the year. Yeah, St Kilda drop Jack Hayes. I am throwing all of my. Single merchandise that I've ever collected in my entire life, now. <laughs> especially this round. Maybe in a few weeks, if his form goes down, or you know, if Ryder is absolutely tearing up the VFL. Even still, I think he should probably stay in the team. But yeah. if they dropped him this week, I would, I would just give up straight away. That's the end of the season for me. I, I think they've proven they've got enough room to play both Jack Hayes and Paddy Ryder. Uh, Jaron Geary, I think, is also going to spend another week in the VFL for Saints fans. Let's go through uh, tips for the round. We've got to do our season predictions. In fact, we'll go predictions first and then we'll, we'll zero in on the round coming. So, Joshy, to put it in the vault, we need uh, your premier uh, for the VFL season coming up. I think we know who it is, given you said one side's going to go undefeated. Yep, and that is the Southport Sharks. I just think they have too strong a list. They've got terrific depth in all, in all three lines, midfield, defence and forward line. And I think, yeah, they're just going to be too strong for every team. And I, I reckon they can go through the season undefeated. It will be a bit of a challenge. And I think, yeah, they'll, they'll go all the way and win their first VFL premiership. All right. All right. Thinking Southport. Jared, what are you thinking? I've got to agree. Uh, like I was saying oh. before, Southport's list, uh, Southport's list is incredible. And I did just have a look as well, thanks to uh, the Inner Sanctums list. And there is eight Southport players listed on the Gold Coast uh, COVID contingency list. So if the Suns uh, get some pretty good luck with their, their COVID list this year, uh, then Southport will pretty much be full strength all the way through. And I think they'll win it. All right. Mm, okay. I'm going for Collingwood. There's no question about that. They were always going to be my selection. Of course, uh, they announced of co-captains earlier on in the week. Campbell Husswaite and Lockie Targaryen oh, will co-captain both of them. Uh, Neville Jenner is going to have a playing coaching role in the uh, team. So get excited about that, boys. Neville yeah. Jenner. Oh, who's going to stop actually, Nev? Yeah. Who's <laughs> going to stop Nev? No one. That's who, no one. So I'm tipping Collingwood to win the flag. And you know what? They're going to beat the Richmond Football Club uh, this year. They're going to be my runners-up, the Tigers, under my old mate Stevie Morris out there, who has decided he's just going to coach the side. He's not going to be captain coaches, was flagged at the end of last year. Uh, Jared, what do you think on a runner-up? It feels like I'm copying you guys, but I think I wrote these down before. <laughs> I, I'm also saying they're gonna Richmond's gonna be the runners up this year. I just think their list. I picked them to go well in the AFL this year. Obviously, it didn't start very well, but I think their their VFL list is always really strong, and especially if their AFL list goes well, I think they're gonna be really close, and they'll be they'll be runners up to Southport. All right, Joshy, who's runner up to Southport for you? I got Box Hill Hawks actually. I think they've brought in quite a few good players too. Leading the way there is um. 
is Benny is Benny Guevara from from the doggies and James Parson from the Carlton Reserves both bolster AFL experience as well. And I think I've already got a talented list. And I think even under a new coach, uh, Clinton Proctor, I've heard great things about him. I think, yeah, I think th- they'll be up there and I reckon they can go all the way, but yeah, just fall at the, at the, on the last hurdle. All right. And what about the best player of the season? Who is going to claim the Liston Trophy, the JJ Liston Trophy? Joshy, who have you got penciled in? I've got Marcus Lentini. I think... He's at a new club, Port Melbourne. He is going to be a massive signing for them. He's he's going to come into this season with a vengeance because you know he he led he led last season with the, in disposals and a lot of the a lot of the regular categories. And I think he, he's just he's just such a terrific player, and he'll come in with a vengeance and look to um and look to continue performing at his highest at his highest level with his with his new club in Port Melbourne. Yeah, I think he'll win it. It's going to be an interesting watch, Port Melbourne. We might talk about this next week after their first game, just how they go this year without Gary Ayres, the great Gary Ayres, coaching them for the first time in a long time. We'll flag that for next week. Uh, Jared, the Liston Trophy winner from your perspective, who have you got? I'm going to take sort of a page from uh, what I think Ollie said the other week and that Luke Dunstan's going to be playing a lot of AFL this year. I think he's going to be the one uh, to win the best first. I think he'll play most weeks. It's going to be awfully hard for him to break into that Melbourne midfield. Uh, he's going to play heaps for Casey, and we've seen what he can do at AFL level, let alone at AFL level. So I think he'll be the one to, to win the best first this year. I'm going to go with another Casey man as my nominee, Jimmy Munro, who's won the last two best and fairest at the Casey Demons. He is my selection for the Liston Trophy. What about leading goal kicker? I'm going to go first because uh, I don't think he'll potentially knock off you guys, but I want to go left field with this. He's a star of the VFL, big Benny Cavara. He's at a new club in Box Hill, and I just wonder whether they're going to plant him in the goal square sometimes as a little ace card for them. And if he can snag a couple of goals every week, well, he's on his way. So Benny Cavara is my tip. Joshy, who are you going? I'm going to go with another of the Southport players, Billy Gowers. I'm starting to fall in love with Southport all Bloody of a sudden. Hell. <laughs> what, do they follow us or something, do they? you got a connection there. Oh, they did message us a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, well, on there Instagram. it is. So, yeah, they're yeah. showing us yeah. a bit Are of Are they love. paying you? Her uh, mention. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They oh. might be. <laughs> yeah. You're a Southport spy. <laughs> uh, so, oh, well, I wouldn't say that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Billy Gowers. They'll have they have tons of forward line power. Matt Johnson, uh, Jacob Townsend. I have a feeling he'll be playing a bit down there and maybe in midfield. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll continue. He was second highest goal scorer last year, and I think he'll, he'll be a dominant force, consistently getting goals week in, week out, and yeah, get the leading goal kicker. Who are you going with, Jared, to win the goal kicking this season? Probably a similar sort of one to my my best and fairest pick, where I picked Luke. I'm going to pick uh, Sam Wiedemann from Casey as well. Oh, he go out in a limb. I <laughs> I'd initially said that he might play a bit of AFL this year, but based off how Ben Brown started the year, I think he's going to be tough to to get out of that side unless there's an injury. I think Wiedemann will probably play a fair bit in the VFL this season. And if he, like you said, he kicks a couple of goals a game, that's put him well on his way. And I think he'll be the leading goal kicker. So Sam Wiedemann's is your pick, Jared, for the year. And I tend to agree after watching Ben Brown last week in the AFL side that he's going to have some limited opportunities unless Ben or Bailey Fritch go down with a significant injury. What about a player to watch? Uh, throughout this year. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win stacks of awards or have millions of possessions. Just someone that you think is going to uh, sort of set the lights out throughout this year. Jared, you can go first. Yeah, my one is pretty interesting because he already had a stellar year last year. He was named best and fairest of Frankston. Obviously, I'm a Frankston boy, and it's going to be Josh Newman, the captain. He won the best and fairest last year uh, with Freeman in the side. Now that there's no Freeman, I think he's going to have a bit more responsibility in the middle. And there's no Mitch Cox as well, which means it's kind of falling a lot on Freeman to... Uh, not on the frame, sorry, for Newman to, to kind of make his name even more. And from what I've seen of the preseason, he's, he's taking his game to another level. And I think he's definitely going to be one to watch this year. I'm going to also pick a Frankston boy, Joshy. He's an old teammate of mine at St. Bernard's in the Ammos, Connor Riley. Uh, great midfielder down there. Also can play across half back. He's bulked up in size too, and he's got some speed about him. I think he's going to be very, very good if he plays some consistent football in the Frankston seniors. Uh, what about for yourself? Who are you nominating as someone to watch this year? Well, I'm going to go with with a new signing for the Northern Bull Ants. Actually, uh, he's he's one from from my neck of the woods, the eastern suburbs, Mackenzie Dorian. Now he signed on with them this year. He, he has he has 
experience with the Box Hill Hawks, played a couple of finals with them in 2019, um, comes from Blackburn. I got to watch him once. He didn't get to fulfill his full potential because that was Anzac Day and that was a really contested match. But I, I like the looks of this kid. He's uh, he's He's got light. He's got lightning feet, can work really hard. And he won Blackburn's best senior best and fairest last year too. And it's a pretty talented list down at Blackburn too. So I think, and one of the Bullands players as well, I'm not going to say who, he's a, bit, he's a friend of mine, um, but I'm not going to say who. He said he he could take he could take the, the VFL by storm this year. And I reckon he can. Oh, he's got name the ta- him now. Name him now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not. Well, organise an interview with him at some point this year and we will just assume that that is uh, the person you're talking about and we will ask him on this podcast if he is going to set the VFL alight. Uh, let's go through our tips for round one of the VFL. This is just as much fun as we do with the VFLW stuff and, of course, on the check side when we've gone through the AFLW. Um, revelation earlier that we just didn't really want to back over, but we're going to now. Uh, Joshy owes the Southern Saints five bucks after what he said with Hannah Stewart earlier on uh, in the podcast. Uh, it you all kicks owe me off. $5. It all kicks off. Birthday boy, you should be paying us. Josh, <laughs> you should be paying us. <laughs> Friday, March 25, it all kicks off. 4.35, Footscray take on Sydney at the Witten Oval. I'm going to go for the Bulldogs because I think Hugo Hagen's going to play in the Footscray lineup, Jared. Who are you going for? Yeah, I've got to agree. Footscray obviously had a good year last year. I think Eagle Hagen will probably play maybe the next couple for them, uh, and then he'll probably move into the AFL. But I think the Footscray doggies will take it over the Swans. Yeah, I also think maybe Mitch Wallace is going to play too. I'm not sure he'll get into that Bulldog side after last week. Joshy, which way are you going? Well, I heard something that Eagle Hagen could potentially play this week in the AFL side. But I think, yeah, I think he will start in the VFL. And I think even without him, I think Footscray are too strong for 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 the Sydney Reserves. And I think they'll get the win. Talk to us about your Carlton Footy Club. They take on Brisbane Lions in the second game of the season. 5.05pm Friday night at Icon Park. Can they beat the Brisbane Reserves? I think they can. Brisbane Reserves have got a bit of talent. Wiley Buzzer is a terrific player. They'll, of course, call upon, call upon players from... From their from their AFL list too, potentially even Mitch Cox. Hopefully, I'm hoping he gets some chances at the AFL level. But I'd be happy to see him at VFL. But yeah, I think this coincides a pretty talented lineup, even without even losing. Despite losing uh, Jimmy Parsons, you know Will Hayes come across from Footscray this year as a playing coach. Uh, plenty of talented players too. Benny Crocker, he's on the he's on their list too. He'll lead the way, and I think. And you've got players like Nick Cahill who comes across from, from Essendon too. So, and yeah, a lot more. And the AFL listed players too. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be too strong for Brisbane. I'm going to go for Carlton at home, Icon Park. Jared, which way are you going? This one's pretty interesting. Obviously, as you said, Brisbane have a lot of good ins. A few of the Carlton boys that I've seen come in, they, they did a post the other day. And uh, a man that I used to play with, named Michael Lewis, he's a, he's a young boy from the Dragons who's just been signed for the VFL list. I think he's going to have a really good impact. He's silky off halfback. Um, and I think, though, that the Lions will win this one. It might be a little Whoa. bit of a technically an upset, uh, but I think bringing in Mitch Cox, Wiley Buzzer, we know has talent at that VFL level, and I think the Lions will win it. All right. There's something different. I thought you were just going to pick Carlton because your mate was there. Uh, the Cats and the Bombers, <laughs> this is going to go exactly like the uh, AFL last week. No question about that. Uh, no question. The Cats will win comfortably at GMHBA Stadium. Jared? Yeah, I've got to agree. Uh, GMHBA Stadium, the Cats will look good. I don't think it's going to be exactly like the AFL because <laughs> I think that SDFL will kind of pull themselves together a little bit more than the AFL side, but I think the Cats will win it. All right. Joshy? Cats, yeah. They're just, right. too, they're just too strong in us and then such a young lineup too. I think they'll struggle and yeah, this to kick it off, they'll struggle against the Cats. All right. Bad luck, Bombers. Uh, Gold Coast, North Melbourne at Medricon Stadium. It's a double header with the AFL being played after that. Uh, the Northern Bullets, of course, are a fascinating story in the VFL. We touched on them throughout the previews this in the build-up to this, but I'm going to go for the Suns only because it's at Metricon Stadium. Jared? I'm going to go with the Bullants. I think we kind of spoke a bit about them in one of the first previews that we did about how we're, we're excited to see how they go. And I think they will improve this year or, you know, be around that mark. But I think they, they were better last year towards the back end of last year than, than people gave them credit for. And I think the Bullants will, will pull an upset away in round one. Now, Ben Hart is taking over as the coach of the Northern Bullants. So he'll have that AFL experience where he'll just know what to do with those magnets if things start to get a little bit, uh, a bit close throughout the game. Joshy, which way are you going? 
I'm going the balance too. I think they've acquired really good list. I, I like they kept my, their core players, Tyne and Smith up forward, Tom Wilson in midfield, and to, to, uh, yeah, most of their back line too. But they've also brought in some talented players. You know, um, Mackenzie Dorian. I said it before. He he's got a lot of talent. Ethan Penrith as well from West Preston. He he can he can can, can provide some run and dash. Carl Dunkley comes across from Essendon's VFL VFL list. Uh, I've also got I've also got Ben I've also got Ben Silvani on there and Ben Silvani on there who's a very talented player. I think yeah I think they've got a really talented list. They'll have a strong starting lineup I feel this year and coming into this first game and I think they'll get the win. All right, Frankston and Werribee Saturday night at Skybus Stadium. After everything Jared said, I'm going for Frankston. So that's my synopsis done because Jared said they're on fire. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, no, well, I've got to go for, for my Frankston boys. They, they look pretty good. I think Newman's going to have an awesome year as well. Uh, Josh Begley out forward is going to, going to start to dominate, and I think they're going to take wherever he... All right, Joshy? Going to go Frankston too, yeah. They're going to, they're going to take the season by storm and, yeah, kick off, against, kick off well against, against, the, against the Bees. Uh, all right, Sunday games, uh, Richmond-Southport. I think we know where Josh is going. Pretty comfortably yeah. seeing as he's picked Southport to go through the season undefeated. Uh, I'm going to go for the Tigers in this one. Which way are you going, Jared? Yeah, I am going to go with Southport as well. I picked them to win the Premiership, and this could potentially very early. I've already said it, but this could be a, a bit of a grand final preview. Oh, God, throw out the big statements early. Throw out the big ones. Now, this is the biggest game of the round. Collingwood oh, up against Fox Hill at Victoria Park. 12.10 p.m., be there. The home of football is Victoria Park. The Magpies under Neville Jetta. As I said earlier, no one's going to stop Nev, which means Collingwood win this quite comfortably, Jared. I think it really pains me, but I, have to, I think I have to go to the Pies. Oh, of course you do. It pains me to say it. I hate doing it. The fact that I've tipped them twice in one podcast really tears wow. me Wow. Yes, you um, have. Yeah. I know. But, yeah, I'm going to go to the Pies. I think Box Hill, obviously, they don't have Sam Mitchell as their coach anymore. He's off doing losing games for the <laughs> side. So, I think, uh, I think Box Hill will struggle a little bit, and I think the Pies will win. All right. Collingwood there. Collingwood for me. Joshy, finish the treble. If you don't, I'm hanging up the podcast now. I think you might have to, Joe. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna... I don't want to hear why. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go the Hawks. I'm going to go the Hawks. There, I said it. I'm, I'm going the Hawks. <laughs> Casey and Sandringham and Casey Fields is the next game. Joshy's going to be writing the articles for Sandringham this week. I expect him to tip them. I'm going to tip Casey, although it's Paddy Ryder at one, Luke Dunstan on the other side. Uh, former teammates, Jared, which way are you going to go here? Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I am struggling to think it's kind of tearing me apart. I'm going to go with Casey. All right, Casey for Jared, Joshy. Yeah, I, I think I'll stick with. I think I will stick with Sandringham. Actually, I think I won't just be surprised doesn't want to if pay another five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> being, yeah, being safe first off, but yeah, I think <laughs> Casey. You never know with them. Uh, I think they will. They will be a test. I won't be surprised if they get the win. But yeah, I'm hope. Hopefully, I'll be writing about a, a zebra's win. GWS take on Port Melbourne. Now, we talked about this a bit earlier on. We're going to be interested to see how they go without Gary Ayres. We'll discuss that a bit more in depth next week. I am going to go for the Giants only because it's at Blacktown. Jared? Yeah, I think the loss of Gary Ayres and the fact that it's at Blacktown kind of points in the direction of the Giants. Uh, and I think they'll they'll probably beat Port Melbourne. I think Port Melbourne might get better towards the end of the year, but at the start, they might struggle a little bit without, without Ayres at the helm. Joshy, which way are you going here? I'm actually going to go another surprise. I'm going to go Port Melbourne. Well, you're lucky got, I don't uh, barrack for the Giants. You're <laughs> lucky I don't barrack for the Giants. <laughs> I, always, I always liked rebelling against the Giants too. Not their biggest fan, but yeah, I think oh. it's good. I, I think wow. it, <laughs> I think yeah, Port, Mel- Port Melbourne, they're going to be led by Marcus Lentini, who is a superstar of a player. And again, they've got talent everywhere. It, it, it could struggle. These either might struggle or start off strong with how much change they've gone through. But yeah, I think they'll go, they'll come through and get the win. 
Joshy's not a bad fan of the big, big sound from the west of the town. I didn't know that. That's a revelation for us. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know that either. There to you go. go on with. Put that down for next week. Why you don't like the GWS Giants. They haven't done anything, really. Suddenly, Joshy hates them. Uh, North Melbourne take on Williamstown at Arden Street to finish the first round of the season. Geez, a long one when there's 25 teams playing. Uh, North Melbourne, for mine, uh, probably just going to get the edge, although Williamstown are a very good. VFL football side, Jared. Yeah, that's this one's probably going to be one of the closer games of the round. I think um, I am going to go with Williamstown in this one, and you were right. Mm-hmm. This round just seems to go forever. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go with, with Williamstown. <laughs> I'll just look at the, the matches. Like that is the longest round ever. I'm going to go with Williamstown. I just think they're going to be a bit too too strong for North Melbourne, um, and it's going to be really close though. It could be definitely the closest of the round. Yeah, I almost tend to agree with that. Uh, very rare that I pick close games because they usually aren't. Joshy, which way are you going? <laughs> I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Williamstown too. We'll be close. Uh, North Melbourne again. Both both sides have a talented list, but I think Williamstown is again just that little bit more talented. They, they've done pretty well in preseason too, from from the looks of things. And yeah, I think that they'll get the win to kick off their season. If it's anything like the AFL's opening round where they had eight of nine games still alive in the last quarter, we are in for a cracking round of VFL football to open the season. Coburg have a bye, so they'll be in action next week. We might as well talk about them as well next week. Another standalone club. Thank you, boys, for your time this afternoon on the Kick Vicks podcast. Thank you to Hannah Stewart. Joshy has to go. He's got a birthday to celebrate. He's got to somehow find five bucks and hand it into the football club. He's also got to write a new headline because that one you said earlier on, Joshy, I don't want to understate it. But it's atrocious. It's atrocious. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have a new one by the weekend. <laughs> Thank you for the very kind words to end my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Wardy. Thank you. Thank you very much, fellas. And yeah, great to be on 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 that. Well, a very special day for me. And yeah, cannot wait for the VFL. Like I said off the top, cannot wait for the VFL and VFLW to be back this weekend. Or we VFL have- back this weekend and VFLW on return. We are very much looking forward to it. We'll be back next week on the Kick Vix podcast. Until then, head to theinnersanctum.com.au for all your news, views, and previews of every sport, not just the footy. We'll be back next Wednesday to do it all again.